Hey, Pure Victory Tribe. We recently interviewed Chandler Rogers from the Relay app. Yeah, you can hear his personal story and the story of why Relay was created on episode 141. Chandler personally overcame a struggle with compulsive pornography use, and then he used his experience to give back to others by creating Relay, a group-based recovery app for people wanting freedom from addictive sexual behavior. He basically built what he wished he had during his healing journey, tools to manage recovery goals, an SOS button to reach out when feeling triggered, and a system for accountability with peers, all in a private safe space. So you can find out more about the Relay app in the show notes and learn more about it or join a recovery group at www.joinrelay.app. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad Hafner. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pure Victory Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. As you know, Matt's here. <laughs> I'm here. And we are happy to be back with you again. And we're going to be starting uh, a kind of a two-parter, I would say, right? Probably two-parter, um, where they're both very linked, these two podcasts. One we're going to be talking about today, uh, how we deal with disappointment. And then the next podcast, which will follow this one, will be about how we can hear God's voice in the midst of that and why that matters. You, um, can, you can listen to them separately, but definitely they go together. So they do. if you can listen to them both, that's even better. Yeah, yeah, they do. And so that's why we're saying that um, you get a fuller understanding of some of this as we, we go through these two different areas. But today, dealing with disappointment, don't we all deal with disappointment on a level? I mean, we've all been disappointed. We've all gone through that emotional aspect of, of life, of living, um, of not having something happen or something ha- have happened to us that made us feel disappointment. And we all deal with that in different ways. And why does that matter? If you're thinking, hey, I thought this is a podcast helping us deal with relational wellness, sexual wellness, and getting porn out of our lives. Bingo, you're right. <laughs> disappointment is still very much a part of that. It's huge. It is. Like how we deal with disappointment when we're battling some of these things is an indicator, really, of where we're at. And, and it's important to understand because you're going to face disappointment. We are all are going to face disappointment. And I mean, we all contend or move towards uh, um, either a certain behavior or a coping mechanism like um, our drug of choice, which can be porn or other things. Um, we can all move towards those things. And what keeps us stuck is we never really unpack why we act that way. We never look at the, the aspects of how we deal with disappointment and we don't learn moving out of that. So we're stuck in this never ending cycle. And so all that we can do and hope for is that we're never disappointed ever again. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I just don't think that's realistic. <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong, but I just don't think it's realistic. From what I've seen, disappointment is inextricably, inex, what am I trying to say? Are you inex- saying like a link? Inextricably, yeah. inextricably linked to Inex- our life. Inextricably is that right? linked. Is that? <laughs> it's very linked. I'm good at English. <laughs> <laughs> you get what we're trying to say, right? I mean, I yeah. don't. <laughs> inextricably, inextricably linked. We, I think that's right. We have been around a long time, and <laughs> <laughs> you can hear it. Oh man, uh, it's very linked. Yeah, I should just keep things simple. So disappointment is very linked with. With fantasies, you, you you literally can't have a fantasy without having disappointment mm-hmm. linked. Uh, if you think about it, when we go to fantasy, it's because we're looking for something that's incredible, that's that's perfect. Fantasies don't they're not imperfect; they're perfect in our own mind. Yeah. And 
And and the only reason why we need to escape our reality is because there's some form of disappointment in our reality. And we're like, ah, I want to go to what feels good in my fantasy. If you can deal with disappointment, the fantasy will drop in your life, mm-hmm. um, the power and the frequency of it. And so when, when there's a fantasy, there's always disappointment. But with disappointment too, there's emotions that, that are uh, linked to our, to our disappointment when, and, and I call them trapped emotions, but I don't know if that's a real term, but, but the, these emotions get trapped in our bodies when we don't handle disappointment well. And I started learning this when it was, uh, I don't know, a year and a half or two years ago or so. And I started having a, a lot of pains in my chest to the point where Louise, my wife, she, she thought I was having a heart attack a couple of times and I could like yeah, right. barely... Yeah go from we have an ensuite bathroom so like from our bed to our bathroom 10 steps it would like take me quite a long time to make that journey and and so I was just moving very slowly and it was about a three-day period where there was just a lot of physical pain and the worst day I was in bed still like 10 or 11 in the morning and Louise came up and just checking on me and and she's and I had I it was kind of cool because the voice of the Holy Spirit sounds like our wife sometimes, right? <laughs> yep. So I had been thinking, I should probably journal about whatever I'm feeling. And she came into my room, hey, you should go somewhere and journal. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I should. So I got up and I was leaving my room. And, and the only word that I heard in my mind from the Lord was the word disappointments. And so I was like, okay, I need to journal about my disappointments. And, and it was cool because when I was doing that, I was reading about in Matthew 11, where it says to to bring our burdens, or, or like you who are who are burdened, heavy laden, come to Jesus. And what it says though is that He doesn't just take our burdens; He says His burden is light. So He'll take a burden, but He doesn't remove every single burden from us. He gives us a light burden. And so what I had been doing was I had had all of these situations in my life where there were disappointments, but I just would kind of like and we'll get into this but kind of spiritualize it and like okay I forgave that person and just move on thinking I forgave them and it's over or I would think oh I'm I can handle that or I'm good enough to handle that or whatever and I would never actually process any of these disappointments and so when I was journaling about these different things in my life that I was disappointed about it was like I was feeling them for the first time like actually processing them and actually acknowledging them Mm -hmm. and then giving them to Jesus and it felt actually like like he was honoring me by giving me a small burden because he was like, hey, I don't want you to carry the whole thing by yourself, but I want you to know that I believe in you enough to be able to handle these disappointments and handle them well. Whereas if, like you're saying, like if every circumstance was perfect, then he wouldn't be giving us any burden. But God actually, if you can see it this way, he honors us by saying, I believe in you so much that with me you can handle small burdens. And there, there's a way to handle them, but just don't make them be bigger than they have to be. Yeah. And so when I did this, this was part of this like a really intense three-day period, but it was longer too, of this physical pain going away. Because all of these emotions that I had about these different life circumstances, when I journaled and actually acknowledged and actually brought them to God, like my my physical body started feeling better. Yeah. And then I haven't had those pains since. Like I've been okay but it it was I mean there's different times where I can feel stresses in my body but I'm more aware now and I'm like okay what am I feeling where is this coming from um have I actually forgiven somebody and there's it's it's cool thing and so when you can identify disappointments in your life what, what we would love for you to take from this is that we want you to acknowledge them and work through things but also take the principles and take that with you the rest of your life so that you can really 
be aware in the future when um, when you find a present disappointment come up. Because one thing that Braden talks about and he'll get into is that present disappointments, like the emotions that we feel, it's linked to past hurt a lot. And so when you can learn how to deal with disappointments, then when you when something comes up, it doesn't have to bring up all of this pain from your past because you're more you're more healthy in your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. And you might be thinking like, you, I've never really gone into what I'm what is going on for me when I'm disappointed because you try to move quickly and fast away from that moment. Yeah. This, you know, you want to do that because it doesn't feel good to be dealing with a disappointment. I get that. Um, but these emotions are there and you just push them down. I heard this recently. When we bury an emotion alive, it's still alive. Mm. I mean, it's still there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, when you try to bury these emotions, they are still there. They don't die once buried. Mm. They just resurrect in other harmful ways in our life. So we have to learn to navigate our emotions in a moment of disappointment and what matt what you were sharing is you know you invited jesus into that disappointment and we're going to talk more about that and the importance of that and it isn't that he takes like you said right away that pain away but he helps you to release that to him help you to understand it and help you to go deeper with him and and that's really important because when we do the opposite when we bury alive our emotions when we bury alive our disappointment and we go quickly to something else the destruction that happens from the inside out is often very painful more painful than dealing with the pain in the moment and and that's where porn comes into because we we go to this drug where we can feel good again and it's really it's synthetic it's not real it doesn't provide for us what we need and anything else. We'll talk about some other things too that we can do. But what occurs is we start kind of dying from the inside out. We manage the uh, f- the physical manifestation of something or the, the, the superficial aspect of it, not understanding there's something more deep to it. And that's what's actually hurting us. That initial pain we're feeling is linked to something deeper. And you're talking about past. We've all gone through past hurt, trauma, disappointment, whatever. And sometimes it's really impacted us in, in our formative years. And now when we face a disappointment, sometimes we're wondering, why am I so angry? Why am I so sad? Why am I so rejected or dejected? Why do I feel these things in such a, a terrible way when all that happened was I didn't get the donut I wanted at the, the coffee shop, right? Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why are these things coming up in such a powerful way? And usually extreme emotion or big emotion that we're feeling sometimes is an indicator or a key of some sort of past thing that happened to us. And, and I know we don't want to go there, but you know, that, like saying the present disappointment sometimes we feel is an indicator of some past things that have happened and we've all gone through past stuff. So understanding this and allowing Jesus to sit with us in that disappointment, even though it's painful in the moment, can start to reveal some of that stuff so that God works in it. He brings healing and health to our life so that we're not um, moving in such destructive ways in our future, in our present. Is there something from your past that comes up? Oh, no, great question. Well, I think that a big indicator for me when dealing disappointment. I mean, I don't know if any of you out there have heard this story, but <clears throat> I come from a broken home and I might've shared this on the podcast, but what I mean by that is um, I didn't know my biological father and I was raised by my mom for 
as a single parent. She was a single parent for the first five years of my life. Um, and I do have a nuclear family now. My, my stepdad, he's my dad. I love him. Um, love my mom. Um, but that's a story for another time. But anyways, the reason why I bring up I come from brokenness is because as a little kid, I didn't know how to navigate and deal with that pain. So it was living in me and it moved forward in my life. Now, as a child, I was very numb. I didn't know how to deal with it. So my response to the pain I couldn't deal with, the rejection I felt, um, even though I didn't know my biological data was there, um, was to numb out, was to not feel. So I became very emotionally detached. I would look down on people that were very emotional moving into my childhood. I didn't understand them because my response was, I don't feel. I don't want to feel these things, so I'm just going to feel numb. And so how that occurred later on is when I would feel as an adult, any point of rejection in my life, all this emotion would start to come up that was from there. Like I, you can try to numb out as much as you want, but like I said, those emotions are buried alive. They're still living. They're still living within me and I never dealt with them. So like what you numb out will come out. That's right. Well, man, that's, there's a t-shirt, <laughs> t-shirt slogan. Anyways. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. So it did come out and I think that's part of the reason why porn became such a huge grip in my life is because when I was not able to emotionally detach anymore, I had to go to something that would make me or stop me, I should say, from feeling um, or make me feel good in replace of the pain. So that's why porn became a huge grip in my life. I don't think I went to porn because of that. Um, I discovered it in other ways like yeah. many young men do, yeah. but it became the thing for me that helped me numb out. And, um, uh, so that was, that was very difficult to come to terms with because when you're stuck in, in this kind of cycle, you never think about what is going on for you when you're feeling disappointment or in my case, rejection, which was a form of disappointment for me. I was disappointed as a young child with the way my life was and moving forward, I couldn't deal with those feelings of disappointment or rejection. So to not feel you go and do something. So that was how it played out in my life. And to be honest, guys, I mean, I'm still on the journey of healing in this. And Matt and I were talking about this. Um, the inner healing journey is not a destination. It's a, it's a lifelong thing. And yes, um, you see breakthrough and God works in that, but it's amazing. God cares so much that there's the depths of this, the yeah. layers to it. He wants to touch. He wants to bring healing. And part of that is that you have to feel that disappointment, the pain that you went through because it's like opening up that wound. You know, we have to get in there to clean it out and what well, God does. And so you feel those pain, that pain again, you have to sit in that with him. And so disappointment, often we don't want to do that, right? We, we avoid, we're, we, we do avoidant behaviors to try to get away from it. Yeah. Um, you have, we were talking about some great ones you were mentioning there, Matt. Um, you know, sometimes people can cover it with over positivity, yeah. Right? Like yeah. toxic positivity. You said, I love that, man. Maybe what's toxic positivity? Yeah. There's a guy that I'm coaching right now and he's, it's just, he's such a happy, like positive guy and he's great. Like I love him, but he's been that way his whole life. And so the first time I ever talked to him, he said, he said, yeah, my wife just cheated on me and she cheated on me five years ago too. But I just, you know, I, I knew where that was from. She was abused as a kid. And so I just let it slide and and I heard him say that and I was like what you just let it slide I wonder if you dealt with it yeah. because everything was positive right he yeah. loved her he understood he had compassion it's great yeah. but how did it affect him his self-image how what did it do to his marriage and there's this this toxic positivity that we can have where we just cover everything with positive and and we we and this is a lot of how we deal with trauma 
and some disappointment and trauma there's a link there too but like we we want to be able to say we're we can handle things or i'm a strong enough man strong yeah. enough woman i can handle things but sometimes we can't alone at least right and yeah. sometimes well all, all the time we need to bring god into things when i was 18 i was i was i had a concussion in hockey and so i was playing junior hockey could have played professionally could have played college whatever but I got a concussion, had headaches for six years. But five days after our, our or after I got hurt, our team chaplain gave us a talk that he would talk to us every couple of weeks and give us a message and pizza, and so half the team would come for that. But <laughs> but I would uh, but he so he gave us this talk five days after I got hurt, and and it changed my life. Like it started my actual intimate relationship with Jesus not just living the Christian life full of rules. But so when because in Canada everybody idolizes hockey they'd hear that i played high level and then i couldn't play anymore and everyone's like oh man that sucks that's too bad that must be so devastating and i would just say yeah but i i met jesus i got to know jesus so that's a good trade-off right everything is positive i met jesus everything's good life is better now than it would be if i played hockey Mm -hmm. like i'd say those kinds of things and it was like 15 years after i got hurt that god revealed to me and i think i've shared this before but not sure but anyways he revealed to me hey there's a disappointment from your 18 year old self that you've never acknowledged mm-hmm. and so i started crying like i'm in like in my 30s crying over these incidents where I'm, i knew that the hockey was over and i'm like what's going on he's like well you're feeling that disappointment and it was the first time i ever felt it because it was toxic positivity it was i'm just saying everything is positive even though something like pretty crushing happened yeah. and my lifelong dream ended and I had physical pain for six years. And I was limited in life and all of this. And so we don't want to be toxically, is that a word? I don't know, but we don't have, I'm struggling. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> I don't want to be, I'll just go with it, toxically positive. Yeah. When there's disappointments, um, we can spiritualize things like, oh, well, you know, God is good. God, yeah. God got me through. God is always with me. There's truth to that. And sometimes that is the, the, the absolute truth. But a, a lot of times I've heard people, and I've even done it myself, like, oh, God yeah. got me through, or like I'm just saying, like, no, I got to know Jesus because of it, and it was good. But yeah. what are the disappointments in your soul? Mm. Because if you don't identify those and acknowledge them, they, what you numb out will come out, and it will affect yeah. you in negative ways. And you might have learned some phrases out of some of these things that you, you say just like on the on the given, like in any moment to protect yourself. Like uh, um, you might be feeling pain. And one of the ways we over-spiritualize is I don't claim that pain or whatever else. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get why you say things like that sometimes. Um, but it can also be a way to not deal with some of these things or allow God to deal in it. Like you you mask over it. Like you, you use phrases or words or beliefs so you don't ever have to look inward and and have god um, work in those areas and so it can it can create a lot of i guess patterns in our life that is really hard to break free from to really move away from and that's that's challenging it's it's tough and unless we address it and look at it and maybe just take a deeper look inward um with with some of the things it's 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 an important kind of journey aspect to the healing movement in our life that we have to do and I think that sometimes we can be led astray for years by uh, different things that we do with disappointment and it can draw us deeper into the addictive lifestyle or even into positive things that seem positive, I should say, like maybe we go to exercise right away. That might be a really good thing, but if within that exercise, you know, we might do that a lot, um, we, we don't think about this. 
it can, that's when it becomes dangerous for us, damaging for us. You know, I think that when I was battling porn, I didn't understand that. Um, I didn't have awareness of any of these things. I didn't, didn't really get it uh, at all. And, you know, another aspect to this too is sometimes we need to have community and people that we can talk to about this stuff. And that's scary. We don't want to do that. We don't want to acknowledge that we have pain. We don't want to acknowledge some of these areas because as you're saying, Matt, for us, we feel it's a sign of weakness. I've talked to so many guys and maybe it's a macho thing, masculine thing, but you know, so they'll, they'll describe something pretty brutal that happened in their life. And they'll be like, ah, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> like, oh, I've heard that more times than I can count. Yeah. It is what it is. Oh, whatever. It's just, that's the way life is. Right. And I'm like, well, okay. It did happen to you. You acknowledge that at least, but you haven't gone any further than that. And you're using kind of this tough guy image to protect yourself. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to show weakness in this and that's actually causing you hurt and pain. And I think that's, if anything, that's more of the weakness. You know, when we want to deal with thing, I think that's more of the weakness than when we do want to face some of these things. And with God's help with community, the courage that God provides for us in that can get us through. And then you start to see better movements in our life. Like when a disappointment comes up, we don't respond the same way anymore or we're, we're not doing the, the, the patterns that have led us to destructive behaviors. You know, we can start to break free from those things. Yeah, it's so important to identify this. I was asked this, it was a good question by somebody in Pure Freedom Journey lately on our, our first call, our empowerment call. If you want to book a call, you go to restoredministries.ca and book a call. I'd love to chat with you. But he was asking, as he was sharing his his pretty extreme childhood trauma, sleeping in alleys outside in the winter just to escape his extreme dysfunction in his house and sad, sad stuff. He said, have you ever seen it where a porn addiction has nothing to do with trauma? And I don't think so. Mm. Because what I've seen, I mean, there's, there's patterns in life, but I agree with what you said, Brad, and it's the same for me. It doesn't necessarily start because of that, mm-hmm. but it becomes our, or it becomes our escape because of that. where there's pain or disappointment, there's loneliness, there's trauma, there's dysfunction, whatever. And we go to this thing that feels good. Mm -hmm. And so we do need to deal with this stuff. And and so a question to ask yourself is when there's disappointing things that happen, think in your life, think what, what happened in your past? um, What happens presently in in your life? It could be a big thing, could be a small thing. Do you go to self pity or do you decide to come on, on, come out on top and be healthy, even though there's a disappointment? Do you, we used a term in, in pure freedom in our disappointment training. Do, do you let it chisel you? Because God said that to me. Every time there's a word that's spoken against you, I want to use that to chisel you, Matt. Hmm. Make me make you more like me. The picture I have for chiseling is is uh, um, like say uh, someone's building a statue and they got to chisel it with a rock. Yeah. So that, that the final statue is always in this big block of a rock, right? right. But you got to chisel it out. And chisel all the all of the the rock around it in order to expose what's on the inside. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. So disappointments can chisel us and make us more like Jesus. Like you're getting falsely accused, man. Jesus was falsely accused too. He actually never proved himself. Yeah. Man, like people aren't apologizing to you. That's pretty disappointing, man. Jesus forgave me before I ever mm-hmm. repented. Or like people aren't seeing your value, even your own family and friends that you grew up with. They're not seeing the call in your life, man. Jesus went to Nazareth and they threw him out of town and they knew his family. They knew that he was the carpenter's son. Jesus went through what I'm going through. So do we let it chisel us like that and become more like Christ and draw us closer to him? Or do we go to self-pity? 
Yeah. You know, oh man, why is this happening to me? Right. And so there's, there's two different responses there. Another question is, do you go to self-pity or do you go to self-compassion? And so there's there's compassion and there's the determination to come out on top. And so determining to come out on top, I believe, is so essential to bring Jesus into that. And like, man, this is, Jesus went through this. I think, I really believe whatever we go through, Jesus went through some form of that, yeah. usually to a more, de- a more extreme degree mm-hmm. than we do. And so, um, you know, like somebody that you're intimately I- in love with, and they backstab you and go the other way. And like, do we ever do that as the bride of Christ to Jesus? Hmm. For sure we do. So whatever we go through, there's always that like, okay, I'm going to come out on top, let this chisel me. I'm going to, and have this make me better. But secondly, there's the identifying the emotions that you feel. And so there's the the self-compassion versus pity. Do you sit in pity and feel sorry for yourself? Or are you just like, you feel compassion for yourself in a healthy way? It's like, man, I'm sad that I went through this. I really feel sad that I had to experience that in life. Mm -hmm. And I know that God is doing something great in me. And Jesus, I know that you're speaking to me. I'm going to trust in you in this process. But I do feel sad that I'm having to go through this. I think that's a really healthy response to a disappointing thing rather than like, oh, why are they doing this to me? And you're just a victim and you're just feeling self-pity. And then we're mad at God because he didn't make the circumstances better. And so I hope that that's clear. Like we can be mad at God or we can become more like Jesus. Uh We can feel sorry for ourselves or we can have compassion for ourselves as we process all of the things that we feel. Yeah. And that's great because, I mean, part of what we do with disappointment is, you know, I I would say this, write down some of the emotions that you're feeling. um, And that's some key. But also, what is your self-talk around this? Because often that spirals us down even further especially when we come to the self-pity and then moving to self-compassion because of self-pity, we will say some labels over our life that maybe someone else did at some point, a belief that maybe has started to be adopted as our own about ourselves. And we'll say that about ourselves in in an unhealthy way, like, well, this is just your lot in life or you deserve this um, in a bad way, like something bad happened, well, you deserve this or I deserve this because uh, I'm just a terrible person or I'm dirty, so I might as well do this, keep going down that road or whatever it might be. You know, what is your self-talk? And key in on this, I should say, because uh, one of the aspects that we need to be aware of is the enemy attacks us and has direct attacks sometimes in this and he'll plop these these thoughts into our mind sometimes it's also our what they call our flesh so that's our sin nature and you know there's a wide list of of the things that that manifest itself coming out of our flesh but they're, they're never good it's sin based and so we can have beliefs based out of both things there and we adopt them as our own and we need to be able to identify where the source of this self-talk is coming from mm-hmm. and then how to combat that. And that's why we need the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. Invite Jesus into a moment. If you're feeling disappointment, that would I say is one of your first things to do is, first off, God, what is the emotion I'm feeling? And what is the truth in this moment? You know, what is your voice in this? You know, how are you speaking to me in this? And, and that's really key because if we don't do that, we're left to our own devices. Often our own devices, because of patterns in our life, move us towards a spiraling downward and that's why we have to go to our drug of choice eventually because that's our only way that we know to stop that and um so that's really important is to figure out what is your self-talk so self-compassion though (laughs) when we get to that point 
our voice is very different in how we're speaking to ourselves and, and, and kind of loving ourselves in that moment. And that's mm-hmm. important. We need to learn to love ourselves through some of these things. And that would be a concept that's really foreign because we've been, you know, you, you would never treat someone poorly. You would never yell at them. You would never on the street tell them they're worthless and no good. But the instant that you go home and look in the mirror, you do that to yourself. And how does that work with disappointment in your life? Well, that's way worse. Like it's amazing how we are so bad to ourselves versus how we are to others. And we can be bad to others too at times, but to ourselves, we really don't love ourselves sometimes. And we can be really hard on ourselves in such a damaging way. And so that's why I address some of these things and identify the source of them. Um, God will never talk to you that way. Never, yeah. never. Yeah. I'm reminded in scripture, it says David turned or yeah, turned to the Lord or strengthened himself in the Lord. And he chose that, right? So do we do that or do we just speak negatively to ourselves with our self-talk? And even recently, there was a time I was talking with Louise about a belief that I've had about myself. I didn't really realize I had it, but I haven't. And I was saying to her, like, I don't want this to be the rest of my life that I constantly think this negative thing about myself. And I, and I was encouraged, though, to realize that, no, you won't. Like, God is bringing this to the surface for a good reason. Mm-hmm. And he's healing me emotionally, and he's identifying a wrong belief about myself so that I don't have to have it the rest of my life. But I'm in the thick of it, and, th- and like, face-to-face with it, and it's uncomfortable. But it's like when you're going through this stuff, and you're identifying these, these disappointments and how it's affected you, it's a really good thing because you're exposing it. You're bringing it yeah. to the surface. God's bringing it to the surface, and then you can you can move on. You can be healed, yeah. and it's a really good thing. And there's a there's a cool story I'll share, recently from one of the guys in, in Pure Freedom, and he was saying, so he he was he was in like a bad bad place with his sexual addiction, like worse in some cases, in in some senses, worse than than lots of other people, and and so he was about 26 when it all went south. But what he realized just recently was he always wanted his, he always wanted to be married at the age or by the time his dad was married. So his dad was married, I think like 28. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be married by 28. So when he was 26, he was rejected by a girl. And then he, and then it just went south. Like things just went south in a hurry and in a big way. And so he's come out of that dark place, thankfully, and praise God. And he's awesome. He's great. But he was just realizing recently, well, this week uh, when we were recording, he said, I just realized that the timing of that when I got rejected, I, I, it was like that disappointment, like maybe I won't be married by the time my dad was married. Mm-hmm. And so then, then the follow-up to that is like, so what did you start believing about yourself that maybe you still believe? And he's like, man, I think God's going to reveal stuff and he's doing a good thing. And so it can lead to this healing, right, where mm-hmm. we can quit porn and not deal with disappointments. But when God dis- mm. reveals a disappointment, then it will lead to even greater healing and greater beliefs about yourself, getting more in line with, with what God believes about you. And so, that, yeah, and that's not just about, like we, we share this, not just to to get porn out of your life, be free in that area. Uh, this is just a holistic thing for our life, you know, as a whole, because the way that we deal with things, like if we, we become sober with porn and that's not our drug of choice anymore, if we don't have that inner healing, if we don't learn how to deal with disappointment on a healthier level, we're just going to move to something else. We're, we're going to have escape, escapism to something else. And it could seem like really good things too, like we talked about, like over-exercising or whatever else, yeah. right? Um, but we're just not dealing with life at all. And so one of the things that we're going to talk about in the next episode is 
well, how do we do this? How do we actually hear God in this? Like, how do we hear his voice? What he actually says about us? How do we hear that in the moments of disappointment, but in life in general? And that's going to help us understand ourselves, understand our emotions better, understand past better so that we can, you know, look at our present with a clearer lens, fuller picture. And and so we're going to do that next episode. So thanks for listening to this one. And uh, I hope that you're able to grasp onto some of this, that, you know, when we're dealing with disappointment, the way then the patterns that we can enter into can either be really good or really damaging. And let's identify those. Let's learn from that. And then now next week, we're going to learn about how we can hear God's voice that will be the key, the catalyst for us in dealing with disappointment and life in general. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.